Hey, welcome everyone to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the place where we showcase talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across Livestream platforms. And Livestream Stars is brought to you by Livestream Universe. Check it out, LivestreamUniverse.com. And our website for the show, LivestreamStars.tv. So here's the big question. And we're not going to try and answer it tonight, but it's... A question I've been thinking about, Austin's been thinking about a little bit, so I'll just throw it out there. It's something to think about. Is Snapchat live streaming? Hmm. Maybe it is. Maybe not. Probably not technically um, in the most narrow definition of live streaming. Um, what I do know is there's enough similarities that it seems appropriate to cover on a live streaming show. And now with Snapchat 2.0 updates and ghost codes, um, there's there's a lot more interest than ever surrounding Snapchat. And like many other people, I've been spending a lot more time on Snapchat and find myself with lots more questions. And so who better to talk to than the creator of the Snapchat Mastery Course and gifted Snapchat storyteller, Austin Uliano. Did I Thank pronounce you. your last name right? Close enough. It's Uliano, but Uliano. I yeah. Thank well, you for having me. Welcome. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you. So give everybody a little introduction about, you know, what you do with Snapchat, your course, and, you know, kind of what brought you to, to this to this day and time, the special occasion. So I like to call myself a Snapchat storyteller. Now, if you compare my stories to like Sean Ayala, who just literally jumped into the Facebook Live, hey, Sean. Uh, I am nowhere in comparison. Uh, I have so much respect for Snapchat storytellers out there. It's become a new passion of mine. And what I wanted to do is kind of teach people all my knowledge I have about marketing and social media and all that businessy stuff. And I think you can attest to this. 95% of, of it is consistent across the board, no matter what social media you're on. Right. You have to focus on building a community. You have to master the art of storytelling. I don't care if you're on a podcast, or if you're on Snapchat, you have to know the native culture and the interface. That's why I built the course because Snapchat is confusing for people who are just getting on. And there's a huge flux of people who are trying to figure out this system, how to use it for a business perspective. And so I was like, why don't I take this information, put it together, interview some of the top Snapchatters out there because it's it's so amazing. You can get contact to the biggest people on in this platform very easily. And that's exactly why I did it. And that's how I put it together. So it's a bunch of interviews uh, of the top people. And I'm just literally trying to get as many as I can, because like you and I both know, the more you hang around the best people, the more it makes you the best person. It's the interface because people are confused by it. It's how to really storytell in this platform with a bunch of tips, tricks, and things like that. It's uh it's how to build a community in Snapchat because, you know, that is really challenging for a lot of people. They're like, hey, I got 12 views. What do I do? How do I find more people? How do I get people watching my stories? It's like, well, here's how you do it. So that is the course. Um, what, what was the other half of that question? I'm sorry. I was rambling a little bit. Oh, I don't know. You, you think I'm paying attention? I'm trying to read all these messages. <laughs> I'm kidding you. So. I guess let's start big picture, right? Um, start with people who've come over to Snapchat or they've been on Snapchat. They heard about Snapchat 2.0. They've gotten like really excited about it. And now they want to spend more time on it. They want to push some content out. Um, but also, you know, 
create some content that people want to see, right, Austin? Mm -hmm. So what what you talk about storytelling. How is it different, you know, storytelling on Snapchat than what people are doing on what when you now call more traditional platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, you know, Pinterest and platforms like that? Sure. So you have to look at the tools that are available. For instance, let's take Periscope because I we're, we're in the live streaming universe. Periscope is a very much a, a you set up your camera and you right. talk. Maybe you show what's happening. Maybe you're being like the Jeff Goldberg out there running around New York City showing people. But there's one point of view. It's either looking at you or it's looking out the other way. Snapchat is kind of cool because you can break up your snaps. There's only 10 seconds you get. And let's say you're going to do 10-second videos and there's 10 of them. You can have a different angle per shot. And like I've seen some really creative Snapchat stories where it's literally somebody having the camera on one side of their face and they talk in a funny voice and they have it on the other side of their face and they talk in another funny voice and they have a conversation with themselves. And because you're switching perspectives, it adds a new dimension to the storytelling and it's stupid and silly, but it works really well. So I think the fundamental difference between Snapchat as a storytelling platform and uh, I would ask actually if Sean can jump in and say whether or not I'm correct on this, is really just the tool itself. Snapchat, the limitation of Snapchat actually make it a better storytelling platform than say the Periscopes or the Meerkats or even the Blabs. You know, it's they all have a little bit of a different culture that's native to them, but Snapchat is really geared around storytelling. Yeah, and, and Andrew Sierra says you can even go hands-free on Snapchat with Bluetooth remotes. And I think later on, we'll, you know, we'll get into some of these little tips and tricks and things that, you know, a lot of people don't know about. Um, so now when you come up with your, your stories that you're going to tell, is this something you plan out? Do you kind of just play it by what would be funny if it came next? Cause you usually, you don't usually like do a snap picture and you're like, okay, I'll put the phone down. You usually have a series of snaps, short videos, things like that, that, that all work together as a whole to tell a story. So how do you, how do you come up with that? First I will be the first one to admit I steal ideas. I don't steal execution. What I mean by that is if I were to run around and like one of the, the Snapchatter of the year this year is DJ Khalid. Everybody knows him. He does things like major key alert and he says major key alert and goes on his little rant. If I were to say that exact phrase and do exactly what he does, I would just be a poser. That's not cool, right? But I love the idea behind it. Hey, here's the key to success, right? So I did a motivational Monday thing that I try and inspire people. So I find the people who inspire me, who do creative things. Sean Ayala, phenomenal Snapchat storyteller. Harris Markowitz, one of my good friends, awesome Snapchat storyteller. Uh, M. Platko, he's a phenomenal Snapchat artist. Like looking at all these other people, seeing what they're doing, and I try and take their ideas, right? I, I love pulling an idea and being like, what can I do with this? And then from there, what I do is I go, what if, what if this happens? Uh, what if this scenario plays out? How can I make this funny and engaging? And then 
The other way I kind of plan my Snapchat is my mind is just a little mentally twerked. Let's just be honest. It's probably from years of being with a, a really ridiculous family. So like I just have dumb ideas and I have no shame. So I come up with things and I'm like, this would be funny. So I'm going to do it. I actually have a notebook full of skits and ideas and I start storyboarding when they come about. Some of them are half done, some are not. And I'm just like, this is this is fun for me. It's it's not work. It is exciting. It's fun. And I'm like, how do I tell a creative story? And then what I try and do, like I will talk for hours about this. I will try and find ways to incorporate uh, like objects or things because one of my end goals is I want to be a full-time Snapchat influencer and make branded content. So if you make a story around an item, right? I'm really trying to test myself and push the boundaries because those limitations inspire a lot more creativity. So it's really just a, a combination of things and then taking lots of notes. Right, right. right, right. We have a lot of people here who are doing, you know, pretty great things on Snapchat. So everyone feel free to enter your um, Snapchat username in the um, message in the in the chat box mine is ross brand one on snapchat i know a lot of people have different names um experts.com vp is nick and he goes by nj r-i-s-h and, and tells really funny stories um who else is here sean ayala at sean ayala that's pretty self-explanatory he had gary v take over his snapchat sean, today so congratulations brother for your award that's pretty awesome. So now, now that you, you know, you've got the big picture together, you've got the story together. What, what kind of, what tools do you use? What do you use besides, you know, your, your cell phone that enables you to, to tell stories or you do, you just strictly cell phone. Although I did see that remote there. So I'd say you're not strictly cell phone. I actually just found this on the ground when I was walking home. So I now have an extra tool um, and I'm, I have no, a, no, you didn't. It wouldn't work if you did, or it would. No, you just program it. I just tested. I'm like, this is amazing. So, okay. you know, battery uh, <laughs> kind of dying, but that's not a big deal. Uh, so, really, I have a couple of tools. I have now this, but I know how to use the the features that are naturally in the iPhone. If you go under settings and accessibility, you can set up a uh, hands-free very easily. You can set up Zoom. Um, I'm, I don't have a anything like that yet. I will get those things, but it really comes down to having a second phone, which happens to be my girlfriend, so it allows me to do some extra creative things, right. and a second set of hands, because again, she's my, I guess, assistant and very, very creative on her own accord, so that way having her be like, nope, let's <laughs> put the shot over here totally helps and i got to give credit where it's due right right so now now when you have music playing in 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 the background is that just music playing in the room or you actually have that somehow fed into your phone so that it great question so snapchat has the ability to allow you to play music in the background if you have it running through another program so if you open up soundcloud or spotify or pandora or whatever thing you want to use for music and plays and it's playing while the app is like kind of minimized and you open up snapchat it will record it so i use an app called uh musi m-u-s-i and the reason i do it is because it pulls youtube videos 
So I get all the music I want, but then if I want like special effects sounds or things like that, I'll find something in YouTube and I'll pull that up and I'm like, oh, this works perfect. So it's a little wow. bit more versatile. So th see, these are the type of things that a person going over to Snapchat and, and maybe even using it for a while just isn't going to usually find on their own. Like, how did you find out about that? <laughs> um, how do I find out about it? Just from practicing, watching what other people do. Like when I'm watching somebody and they are just doing something, I'm like, how the heck do you do that? I'm like, I, I make it my mission to figure it out. Like there are certain things some people do that I still have no idea how to do it. Uh, reading other blogs, reading, like finding all this information. But that's, I actually put all these little tips and tricks in my course because I put it all in one centralized location. Like if you right. don't, how to do any of these things like you don't even know what to search for you don't even know that you don't know so right, it all right. went in the court so so now like when you have music running in the background can you have is it the same thing if you're, you're you could be playing somebody speaking in the background you could be playing any type of audio file in the background or even you could be playing this blab in the background right and start talking with snapchat minimize then you just bring up snapchat with it running in the background and do whatever you're going to do and that's going to be your audio right yeah exactly and you know i've actually thought about recording some audios of me talking and then like playing hands-free like i have a whole idea behind it so a lot of my ideas come from me wanting to learn a, a idea like I did my stop motion design today. I think you saw that where I spelt out uh, storytelling and story selling yeah, through stop yeah, motion yeah. photography. Uh, I really just wanted to practice stop motion photography, so that's why I did it. So I try and learn a concept through executing on the idea, not really caring how it turns out because as you do it, as you practice new things and try new things, you get better at it in time. Great, great. We'd love to take your questions, everyone. You can enter in the chat box with uh, slash Q and type it in or just join us, uh, call in to an open seat and we'll take it right right live. Um, Alex H. Young asks, um, stop motion what? I missed that. <laughs> stop motion photography, Alex Young. If you, I know you're my buddy. So go watch my story today. There's a section where I'm like, okay, I want you guys to tap the screen really fast. You tap the screen and you can actually see it design out the words very quickly on its own. Hey, what's up, Andrew? How's it going? Good, good. What's your question? How do you get discovered on Snapchat? Like there's no discovery feature on there. Is it like through other social media like Twitter or do you just kind of push it uh, somewhere else? Other social medias are a great way. Like if you have an audience already built on Twitter, go out there, reach out, become part of other people's communities. This is probably the number one thing people are forgetting. We know of ghost code that's out there, but like when I got started and I really wanted to kick up money, I was a part of Blake's community. He's a good friend of mine. And because we built a relationship and I joined his community participated in his game, he gave me shout outs on his story. I got a bunch of new followers. I made a bunch more relationships, joined their communities, and it's a never ending cycle, which works really, really well. So that definitely helps. Like I do throwback Thursdays where I ask people to lip sync 70s, 80s, 90s songs. It's a fun little thing to do. I share you lip syncing a terrible song because 
70s means terrible, and we can all agree on that. And then I share your code out there, and, and you get more followers. So that's an easy way to do it. Um, those codes are probably the the like best in like shotgun approach for getting new followers because this new app that came out. Uh, you sign up, you make a profile, put your interest, and uh, people can find you parts and you rank on the leaderboard, which you know it's kind of cool. Is so, there any Android Because I have uh, Android. No. Sorry, my friend. Yeah, no ghost code for Android. All right, <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew. And one last thing is these snap or these blabs and podcasts and things like that. There are a bunch of people talking about it, so it really just take the time and energy to run around and meet people and just keep building your following organically. It works really well. Hey guys, it's kind of tough. Uh, I don't know why, but it's it's hard to share a blab from uh, the browser. This last thirty seconds thing hasn't been working like the last couple of days, at least for me. So if you're watching on uh, your iPhone, you're watching on the Blab app. Please uh, share it out on Twitter, or if you're watching on Facebook Live, please let your friends know. Would appreciate it. Let's move on to Doug Stark's question. Do you have some cool ideas for using the Snapchat Stories feature? or whatever that is called. I think it's called stories, right? Yeah, I have tons of cool ideas. Yeah, that's where Austin spends a lot of his time, actually, and that's kind of what, what you were talking about before. But, you know, what are some other ideas for people? I mean, you do some kind of out there stuff, but how about people who are just starting out? Like, what would you say would be an example of, a, like, a simple story that you could start with that you don't need a lot of, like, expertise on, on Snapchat right away? Uh. Everything you do can be a really interesting story if you try and think about from the context of would my audience enjoy this. There was one day I wanted to prove my point on this, and I did an entire story on me making my breakfast. And what it was was different camera angles. I was making some eggs and some veggies and things like that. So, like, you were seeing me throw the butter in and, and swirl it around really fast, and, and you were seeing me crack the eggs real fast and put it in there. And it was it was tight that's the best way to describe it the the shots of the eggs were maybe like a second a second and a half long it was an open and by having this quick fast-paced story about what i'm making for breakfast people really got into it and they watched it all the way through and they were like oh my god i've never watched somebody make their breakfast and think it's really enjoyable so that's something you can do Trying to put some creative, funny music behind your Snapchat that contextually makes sense is great. I did a story about, I, I have a massive addiction to coffee. I did a story where all I did is I played uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, the, the dun, 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 dun music behind me like showing my, my coffee and I recreated the scene. People thought it was hilarious. So not so much like the idea, it's how are you going to make it fun and creative? How can you make it enjoyable for other people to watch? And then just go out there and practice. Practice makes perfect. Doug has a, a good follow-up. Can you put your own snaps in the stories or just your own? Or can you, you put other people's in, in into a snap story? There are third-party apps that allow you to put photos and videos from your camera roll into your Snapchat story. The thing is, you do not want to use those apps. Snapchat has shut down multiple people's accounts by using those third-party apps, and they don't really want you to do it. So right now, as it stands, 
the only thing you can put in your Snapchat stories are the things that you are taking photos of and videos of from their interface. That's the best way to do it, but it works really, really well because then you have to start thinking creatively and thinking natively to the app. Yeah, Sean Ayala says you can always take pictures of pictures. Um, one of the one of yeah. the things that's cool about ghost codes for people who have a, an iOS device is that it's it's separate from the app. So it's not a third party app. You use it and then you go back to Snapchat. So you don't have to worry about getting banned or anything like that. Yes. So if anybody wants to call in, um, we'd, we'd love to take your questions. Um, I'm just going to start asking you some questions about things that I'm wondering about. And, uh, you know, I, if it shows off that I'm not the most experienced user, well, I don't think I'm fooling anybody anyway. If that's trying to pretend that. Um, what, do, what does this little number mean under your, under your name when you have uh, that number that, that you see like in the middle of the screen? Sure. That number really means nothing. It is a combination of how many snaps have been sent to you versus how many have you received. Like when you put a snap out, are people engaging back? It's your Snapchat points. So right now I have 12,410 Snapchat points. Doesn't really mean anything. Um, the most you can gain from that is how much how they use Snapchat. If you see somebody with 40 points, they're probably pretty new. If you see somebody with 100,000, they've probably been around a while. <laughs> they don't do anything but Snapchat, no. So I mean, it, can, it yeah, measures how much you snap and share? Yeah. So how many snaps you send out and how many snaps you get back. And they actually break it down, too. Like, it shows you, like, 6,100 versus 3,301. Now, does it, do your story snaps uh, count or just the snaps that you send to individuals? I don't actually have that answer. I don't know. That's the truthful answer. Sean, do you know? Yeah, it measures okay. your engagement. So is it, both. like, when people yeah. view your snap and um, even if they don't comment? I was, when, I'm wondering. Maybe Sean knows both. Okay. So it's a, it is like a, a very little measurement of how engaged your audience is. The more points you have, probably the better. But to me, it's not. It's it's more of a vanity metric. I would rather see my viewer count, my screenshots, and and then actually have those real conversations. And do you do you use all the metrics that the app provides within the app, or you, do you have some sort of third party way of monitoring? I only have the the metrics within it, and then what I do outside of it. I you know try and take a a regular uh, look at what I'm doing. Is my viewer accounts going up? Is my engagement going up? What stories do I think are doing the best? And the way I measure that is how many people are snapping me back, going, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" or engaging with me or taking screenshots. Uh, past that, there are no third party apps that I know of that will give you extra metrics. Now, when you watch other people's snaps, what do you like in terms of content and what do you not like so much? And do you think that, that you know, your sort of likes and dislikes are kind of typical of a lot of users or do you think you're kind of, you know, you have a different view of it? Because I just wanted people to get a sense of like, okay, this is content that people seem to like on Snapchat and this is content that doesn't seem to be so popular among Snapchat viewers? Sure. Um, so the content I watch and that I really get excited about is when somebody is doing a really creative story. 
if it, if you make me laugh, and I'm pretty easy to to make me laugh. If you make me laugh, if you do something where I'm like, oh my god, that is a great ice idea, like and that I want to steal that idea and start using it, I get excited by that. Um, real story, Sean Ayala saying is absolutely correct. Uh, there's a lot of people who like the, the pretty much the only thing I don't like is when somebody holds a camera up to their face. And they sit there and they talk in a monotone voice about a subject, right? And I'm like, come on. That is you putting zero effort in. At the very least, instead of holding it up to your face this way, put one to the side, one over here, throw some emojis, throw some filters on it. There's a lot of people who will just like put a selfie filters on of them being a dog licking the camera and they'll do a bunch of that stuff. I, I get through, like I tap through that. I'm like that stuff's boring to me. I want something that will engage me, will tell a story with a beginning, a middle, and end, and will create an emotional reaction in me. That's what I personally like, but I'm not everyone. You know, that's just me. Yeah, X Solutions 123 says I think there's a lot of idea borrowing on Snapchat, and that's totally okay. It makes it it makes all of us better, and I think you'd agree with that, right? Oh, absolutely. I. I will be the first one to admit that like if somebody has a great idea, I tell them their idea is amazing and that I want to use it because like people are stealing my ideas too. My if yeah. I can inspire somebody to do one of the stories I do and they make it, that is awesome. I want to hear about it. I want to watch that story that I inspire somebody else to do, you know? Like that's cool. That's what we're all here to do, like make our days better and make us better at Snapchat. Right, right. Now, do you think that the fact that Snapchat doesn't have the same permanence of of other social networks that people are more people feel more free on Snapchat to be more creative, to be more silly, to experiment, and then if anything, they come up with something good, they can always do the refined version right on another platform or decide maybe this is just for my Snapchat audience. At the same time, right, people can take screenshots of what you're doing. Um, People could, I guess, record from another phone. So nothing's totally private, right? No. And and like anything else, like if you don't want something being out there, don't do it. Like if you're a woman, never, ever, ever take your wing off in front of a camera. Let's just be honest. Unless you want that to be out there permanently. I don't care if it's on Snapchat or any other platform. Like it will get around, right? Don't do things you don't want other people to know about. But because it does disappear in 24 hours and it's kind of a little more challenging, people are definitely more creative, more silly, and a little more free on Snapchat. I know I wouldn't have the audacity to do half the things I've done if it wasn't Snapchat's inherent uh, ability to make things disappear and just how fun the platform is. Right, right. Um, Alex Young asks, um, Austin, do you like to upload your snaps to YouTube? I do upload them to YouTube. I also upload them to, there's an app called Slinger, which just recently came out, but it saves vertical videos. And it's kind of cool because there's a little social media behind it where you can find other users, follow them, give them hearts to up their content and more people can find you. I actually got the opportunity to do a cool takeover with some guys who are doing really well in Slinger. I saw their content. I was like, whoa, these guys are very creative. I like creative people. I don't care the size of your audience. If you're creative, I want to collaborate with you. 
So we did this fun collaboration and then Slinger ended up picking up the video itself and putting it on their Facebook page. So I'm like, hey, this is cool. You know, this is the whole purpose of the social media is to be social and reach out and find new people. So Slinger and YouTube are the best ways to save your videos. Do you save all your videos on YouTube or just pick and choose your favorites? I should be saving all of them, but I will admit at times I totally forget to download my videos and then I kick myself in the butt and then I go, man, I wish I saved that one. So yeah, it's easy to forget to download stuff while you, while you're doing it. Now, when you, if you do snaps, do you, do you download them separately and save them as pictures in addition to downloading the story as a, as the video? Depends. Um, so I usually try and download the story completely because I want the entire story. But if I take a really cool photo, like I did one since I was playing with coffee beans, my girlfriend was like, okay, I want to play with coffee beans now. And she made this really cool uh, photo that said play, right? And so I grabbed an, another snap and then I just downloaded that one separately because I was like, I like this. You know, I thought that was creative. But mostly I stick to downloading the entire story just so I make sure I have it. And you can always pull out the image. Do you share your stories on Facebook or other platforms? Absolutely. Uh, I've actually been gaining like decent traction with native Facebook videos, putting up funny and creative stories. And I don't do all of them. Like if it's me ranting, most people don't want to watch that. But if I've taken the time to really storyboard an idea and I think it's pretty impressive. I put it up there and I try and get more people engaged with it. I've actually gotten calls from my father who has no social media presence. He hates it. And he starts ripping on me for my stories. He's like, I cannot believe you did that. You know, so <laughs> if my dad is telling me I'm doing a good job, I think I'm winning. All right. That, that makes sense. So what are, what are some of the biggest questions you get, like kind of beginner to advanced beginner kind of questions you get about the technical aspects of Snapchat. How do I do this? Why does this work this way? Does it work? You know, what, what are the things? Hands free. That is the number one hands question free. I get. Hands free. So while everybody's here, there's many ways. The easiest way is to go spend $10 and get yourself a Bluetooth remote for your iPhone. And this, once you sync it up, you just push the button down, you can take the photo, or you can hold it down and take the video. Guys, if you want to do it hands-free and you're really talented, use your toes. They click too. <laughs> then you can have nobody knowing. Seriously. Uh, the other way is if you go into your settings, this is iPhone only, I'm only an iPhone user. If you go into your settings under accessibility, under general, then accessibility, then under assistive touch, you turn it on, you set up a function where you just touch and hold down the thing, name it, and you go through this whole process, but then you just drag the little button and then it films hands-free for you. So you don't even need to spend $10. If you want a third way, all of these things are in my course. Uh, you, again, iPhone. If you have an iPhone, I think this works for Android too. This is the low-tech way. The, the little volume button on the side here will allow you to take photos and videos too, which is great because sometimes you cover up the little sound receiver and it's like a muffled video. If you grab some rubber bands, wrap it around and then push it down, the rubber bands will hold it down and then you can film hands-free. Three easy ways to film hands-free. 
Right. So the when when you can shoot video right by pressing the volume up button, right, and that'll mm. just start shooting video. When you want to take a snap, is it the volume down button or what do you do? Which... Volume down. It doesn't matter what you take. It's just if you let go of it, it's a yeah, snap right. and it's, it's a picture, hands. and if you hang on to it, it's a video. Yeah. Got, yeah. It yeah. takes a photo, right? Hold it down. So it's it just like using the round button. And yeah. So well, when you when I you shoot video, what which way do you mostly do you mostly do it? Or I guess from what you said before, it all depends on the kind of story you're trying to tell and what angle you want and all that kind of thing. Um, are there any tricks to when you want to yeah. shoot multiple clips to move things along faster? Like there's at least I shoot a video, right? Then I got to upload it to stories and wait. And if I want to tag somebody and then I got to remember where I was and then pick up again, is that the way you do it? Or is there a faster way to do it? The, the easiest way, like if you have an idea in mind, like I got six shots that I want to do back to back to back, right? But maybe maybe the first shot's here in your home. The next shot is down the street because, you know, there's this beautiful view. And you don't want people to, to like, take it, like, one step at a time. What you do is you throw your plane in airplane mode, right? Then you go to post your stories. It will fail to post. That is great because then you can go back, take the next shot, post it again, right? It will fail to post. That's how I actually did my uh, – my uh, stop motion photography one because if i tried to post each one people would slowly go through it and it would be really really annoying so that way i take all the photos i build it out and then i put it i take it off of airplane mode and i slowly post all of them again and then that way people get the entire story so they can tap all the way through and see the entire thing airplane mode is a godsend so you just put it on then you go to the next place and then you there isn't that 15 minute gap until the person sees the next the next one right like they don't watch one and they drop out they catch them all at the same time and can you you can yeah, so you can absolutely. record video while it's on airplane mode and it'll they'll just sit there one after the next after the next because they can't go anywhere yep i do have to warn people though make sure you have plenty of room on your phone because the first stop motion one i did my phone ran out of memory and then Snapchat crashed on me and I lost everything and I almost ripped out and, my and hair. You're, you're Austin Uliano, Uliano, same same name on Snapchat, right? Okay. Absolutely. Same Uliano. And, and for anybody who's watching replays, I'll give you my nice. QR code. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And drop in your, your course as well. You want to drop in in your course. Um, love to take some more questions if you want to call in or, or just ask from the chat box. Um, so when when people start getting better at Snapchat, what what do you start to see from people? Like when when you start to see some, is there something that indicates okay, this person's starting to get the platform now? Now I'm seeing somebody is like stepping it up a little bit. When people start actually caring about their content, and it's mostly a mental shift. When you start thinking, uh, again, I'm going to quote Brian Fanzo here because he's really correct. When you start thinking like a fan, when you start thinking like your audience and going, would they gain value from this? Then they stop posting random things that don't make sense. 
that have no context to an overall story. And they start trying creative shots. They start trying to add some music or some emojis, or they start drawing. Like uh, a gentleman who bought my course, right? Terrible at Snapchat. Then all of a sudden he did something that I didn't even think of. And I was like, wow, this is super creative. He simply was walking around his office. He drew four red lines in the corner, brought an emoji of a circle up there and put office cam. And contextually, I was like, oh, this is cool. Now I'm looking through a camcorder, right, that he created. And I was like, that shows me he's actually trying new and creative things. And I'm like, oh, I could totally steal that idea and make that and do longboarding cam or something like that. So when I see people trying new things, I know they're starting to learn the platform and and so cool. now how I, I love some of these geo filters, right? How do I get a geo filter for, you know, visitors to my house or, you know, like how do we get people come over and, uh, you know, I'm showing them around the live stream universe studio and I, I want them to have a geo filter so they can snap it. How do I go about doing that? Sure. So you would have to get one designed for you and then you would have to fence it off. The way you do it is Snapchat uh, use Google Snapchat mm-hmm. geo filters, and then you have to submit them. They're manually reviewed. They're based off of certain qualifications. If it's like a a community based one, it's absolutely free as long as it's passed. If it's a business one, uh, then you know you pay a little bit of money. If it's just your house, it's probably going to be about five bucks an hour, which is really, really, really inexpensive. If you are going for a larger area and you only want an hour, it's going to cost more money. It's based off how long it is and how big of the area you want. So it shouldn't be too expensive for a very small area for a short period of time. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, um, it's a great marketing Avenue for small business owners who don't have a huge budget because if you know, Hey, the weekends are super busy we're going to have like say we're a restaurant and across the way is some event that's happening that's going to be super busy like uh, a farmer's market let's say you map out the farmer's market with your custom geo filter that has your your restaurant's name on it and you put it for the 48 hours that is the event all those people start coming into your restaurant because people are on Snapchat, you know, and then boom, your speaker, Sean Ayala says three hours. I paid $7, got a hundred thousand views and 300 wow. people use it. I, I'd say that's $7 really well spent. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. And so, yeah, Sean agrees. Um, so if you get your, your um, geo filter approved, right. And you have multiple, Say you have a farmer's market every week or whatever. Do you have to get it approved, eat reapproved each week if you're going to use the same one? Like if you t- if you stop using it so that you don't have to use it when there's nothing going on, do you then have to resubmit it or can you always use that one again? Yes. Um, so you have to submit it based. They will be like, it's uh, from right. this time to this time, I'm going to use geo filter. So then it's live for those times. But once you've used it and it's been approved once, say the next week you want to do it again, you just resubmit it and then they kick it in because you know it's going to get approved. So it's it's a pretty quick process then when you want to use it the second, third, fourth time. Yes. So I submitted a geo filter that failed because it had the word Snapchat (laughs) in it and they didn't like that. And, uh, 
it failed in like 24 okay. hours. And I was like, okay. So I started creating a new one. You know, it's a pretty quick process. Plus they know that if they don't listen to me, I'll come sneak in there and slap mm. them around. You'll bring the muscle. Okay. I got it. I got it. But yeah, I mean, I love like what Sean talks about. I, I mean, I think for having for events, it's, it'd be an amazing thing to have for an events and especially something that's recurring, right? Because then people will know, okay, I got to check this out myself and it's going to happen again. So um, what are some other things that, you know, business owners can do or, you know, people marketing their services? They might be a solopreneur, a speaker, a coach, a consultant, um, you know, or they have a small business and sell products. Um, what, what do you think are some other things they can do with Snapchat? So if you're, let's say you're a brick and mortar business, and you really want to start using Snapchat, one of the easiest things you can do is get your QR code and put it up in your window for everybody who's passing. Say, hey, we're on Snapchat. Come follow us, right? And then that way you start building your audience of the local people because that's who you really want. Just it doesn't matter what your business is. Start marketing it where your audience is already hanging out, you know. If your audience is online, you need to be online. If your audience is a local thing, you need to be doing everything you can to get the word out locally that you're on Snapchat because it just builds from there. Yeah, Sean, says you don't yeah. even have to be on Snapchat to use geo filters. Small business um, can use geo filters if their target audience is 14 to 34. That's true. They don't even have to be creating content, right? You just provide the opportunity for right. those users, those visitors to your business um, to use the to use the geo filter. Um, so what are some other things um, that you've seen like very creatively? Because I think one of the things is people come to Snapchat and they think, okay, how am I going to do this and keep it professional for my business? But yet, you know, not be a bore and just like show, okay, here's our office hours, <laughs> whatever. Right. So what, 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 how do people walk that, that line who, who want to, you know, have a professional business and, and everything. So they don't want to be too silly, but, they still want to do something that's going to stand out and make people want to come back. What are, what are some things you've seen, seen people do that you think, wow, that's, that's other businesses maybe could, could learn something. So the, the easiest way is to first start talking about your mm -hmm. business, right? Like let's say you're a consultant an SEO consultant. Right. What you could do is an SEO tip of the day, something very simple like that, something short like, hey, this is a tip, or field questions and answers. That's that's very simple, very professional things you can do. If your business is a business to consumer and you have a product, let's say, let's say you're selling this microphone, get this microphone in the shots. Go and do be like, hey, we're doing a bunch of podcasts. This is the microphone we're using. Tell a funny and creative story. Say the microphone starts talking back to you, right? Hey, Blue, you know, and it talks back to you. I, I can't make this story up on my head, but that's funny, right? We all find these things a little funny. You, you just have to start thinking creatively. You don't have to be as ridiculous as me. Like my goal is to dress up in freaking giant costumes running around the, the Venice boardwalk, you know, making people turn heads and go, what is wrong with this person? That's not for everyone. That's only for me. You know, like that's what I like to do. So if you think creatively, you'll come up with the ideas pretty quickly and then just see what other people are doing. You know? Right, right. Why don't you go over, you told me about how you organize your um, 
the different users that you follow so that you get to see the stories that you want uh, more often at the top of your, your list. Can you kind of go over sure. how you organize that for people? Sure. So when you start, one of the things is I recommend you add everybody back because otherwise when they're watching your stories, they can't necessarily engage with you very easily. So one of the things is your, your feed on the side here is arranged by the latest update and then it goes alphabetically. So top obviously is A. What I do is I take the people who I really like their content and I put A dash in front of their name. I edit their name and I put A dash. So if, let me see if I can show people this. Like you can see the people I like, Joel Com, Taylor Nikolai, you know, uh, Blake Croft, Sean Duras, Sean Ayala is up here. There's so many, Steve Aoki. So just to, just to interrupt you real quick, like I wondered when I got on Snapchat, like why is giving me the opportunity to edit somebody's name? Why in the world would I want to do that, right? Like how would that make it better for me? But this is this is kind of a unique feature that 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 a lot of people might not know about right away, but it's it's really cool. Sorry, just go ahead. I I, I just had to jump in with that because uh, no I was amazed. Like, what the heck? Am, every time I bring this up, it's asking me if I want to edit their name. Why would I want to do that? Yeah, it, it's it's great because you can alphabeticalize your your people. A B C E F. One of the other things I do. Sean was talking about retention rate. Who are the people who are consistently watching my content? I take note of it because I can start remembering names. I'm like, oh, I keep seeing you over and over and over again watching my stories. So what I do is, and this is my biggest list, is I put fan dash in front of their name. I don't know if you guys can see this. These are the people who are consistently watching my content. And I want to know who those people are because they're the ones I want to build the relationship with. Not the person who one-off watches my my snaps, but the person who comes back time and time and time again. And a lot of these people are in the room right now. So it's really cool because like we go from being Snapchat friends to on a podcast together to a blab to they'll be in my periscopes. And it's just very big community that we're building through in time. Right, right. So I guess as, a, as a, somebody who likes to do live stream, particularly on blab, might as well get some free advice from you. How should I be using Snapchat in order to um, augment what I'm doing on, on live streaming? Sure. So you're in the podcast realm. I think it wouldn't be too far of a stretch that the more people who you know who are also podcasters to network with, to collaborate with, would probably help your podcast. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you you consider Blab like a podcast is basically? I do because I don't actually do an audio podcast, although maybe one day. But okay. I got I got you though. But like other people on Blab or or other, podcasters, other live streamers on other platforms. Exactly. Like if you want if you want crazy Snapchat stories, Sean is in this room. You ask him to be on your show to talk about Snapchat. That is a new person. The thing is. It's all about networking. I don't care if you're on Blab. I don't care if you're on, you know, Periscope, Meerkat, Snapchat. It's all about the network you build and the community you build. So it's a very powerful tool. What I would do is I would just start looking at who are the key people you want to get on your show. Like, how about the the CEO of some major company that wants to get into live streaming? How about getting Applebee's on your show, right? Mm -hmm. 
Albies is a major player in the live stream universe. Simbon. Right, right. In the live stream universe. Start talking to them and be like, hey, I have a podcast. It's about the live streaming. I'd love to have you on my show. You know, will it be instantaneous? No, but if you work hard enough, I'm sure you can acquire it. Uh, Do you recommend actually using Snapchat as the platform to talk with those companies? Is that what you're saying? Like go to Snapchat and snap them? Or you're just saying take notice of who's doing well on Snapchat as far as brands go and influencers and then think about those people to bring over to the show? So uh, uh, yes to both of those things. The thing is, in Snapchat, you have the ability to make calls to other users. With one touch of the button, I can be ringing somebody's phone, and I don't even need their number. That's kind of cool if you think about it. Also kind of annoying because I get people calling me all the time when I'm like, yo, who are you? What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind it. But I've been able to close some major deals, build some really deep relationships with other Snapchat users because I'm calling them on the Snapchat phone because otherwise it would be one more step. Hey, what's your number? And they're like, "Uh, do I really want to give you my number? Instead, it's like, hey, okay, are are we agreed upon on whatever it is that we've been talking about? Cool. Let's move forward. You know, so so now Snapchat, you know, the 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 messaging ability on Snapchat, I'd say, is closest to to Facebook Messenger. Right. Um, Why would you choose one platform over another? Like the specific reasons why I might email somebody versus text them versus Facebook message or Twitter message. Right. Like each you kind of get a feel based on your relationship, where they hang out, what they're open to, you know, how urgent things are. Where does where does Snapchat because it kind of feels like Facebook Messenger, but why would you use one over the other other than the fact that the person uses one more than the other? Or is that it? <laughs> I mean, let me ask you, do you actually use uh, Facebook Messenger all that much? Um, yeah, I mean, if I don't have somebody's phone number handy or whatever, it's inst- and I'm not going to text them. I might Facebook message them. If it's not like text might be more urgent or somebody that I'm more familiar with, somebody I'm less familiar with, I might Facebook message or just because I, I think, you know, it's easier than a text. What do you think? So uh, the way I look at it is it's where people are currently. There are people who I only do uh, Facebook Messenger, but the majority of my contacts are in Snapchat. And so it's engaging them where they already are. So I think this is this is the big battle. I don't I don't have a, the perfect answer because Facebook and Snapchat are going head to head on the messaging platform. I truly believe that within the next 18 to 24 months, Snapchat is going to be the predominant winner. Um, but that being said, Mark Zuckerberg, brilliant CEO, he's doing some crazy things. They have a ton of users in Facebook in WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. I don't know. The, the simple answer is I don't know why you would do one over the other. Why not do both? Why not do the one that makes the most sense for your audience? Where the person you want to reach is most likely to get the message and be happy that you contacted them. And that's not always an easy art form to figure out, but it's it's more art than science, right? It's you, you get a sense of the person and and where they're where they're hanging out, where they're receptive, where they're likely to look, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so now, like, before we wrap up, um, I, I'd love to take questions if anybody else has has questions. But 
talk a, a, about some some more hidden tricks, right? Like some things you've uncovered that even you were like, oh my God, you can do this? Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> So the the one that really kind of like unlocked it for me is not really a hidden trick. It was like watching Sean and he has this awesome thing where he has people snap him back and he of drawings they've done and he adds them into a story. And I was like, how does he do that? Then I realized he had two phones and he's basically recording one phone with the other one. And that to me opened up so many possibilities. I was like, you can have a ton of engagement, save all your photos, pull up a phone and record the phone. You can record videos, you can do multiple shots. I just think that's really cool. I think if we start playing around with two phones, you can do some interesting and creative things. I would say that is the number one trick. The rest of it is just stuff you find out in time. Like if you're an artist, learn how to do the zoom feature. Um, I'm giving you all my tips and tricks, it sounds like. Dang, let me see. what. <laughs> We won't tell anybody. Just, just, just amongst the this little group here, and anybody who watches the replay, and anybody who finds it on another platform, <laughs> and anybody who goes to YouTube. Yeah, and some people yeah. see it, but not so much the features. It's more about focusing on building a community and telling a story. Because if you focus on building a community, if you focus on bringing people together and like making it fun and rewarding for people to watch you, then that community will come back and compete keep uh, supporting you. If you focus on storytelling, and that is a broad term, but basically keeping your audience engaged, then they're gonna stay around. If you, it, those two things, storytell, get the attention, keep the attention, and reward people for giving you attention. That's great. So um, before we wrap up, tell everybody um, how they can get, get a hold of you and, and your course and, and where you're hanging out on, online. Sure. So uh, you can find me at, if we're listening here, snapchat.com slash ad slash Austin Juliano, um, Austin Juliano on Snapchat. That's how you can connect with me. My course you can find at bit.ly, let me type this in, slash Snapchat, I can't type right now, dash mastery. And if anybody picks it up within the next 24 hours, I will also throw in a uh, free personalized consulting one-on-one. -on -one. We can talk about your business. We can talk about how to become a better storyteller, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, yeah, so we'll throw it in. So it's all about how to storytell on Snapchat, uh, how to use the interface, how to build a community, interviews with some of the top people, and I'm definitely adding more in there and I'm consistently updating it too whenever new features roll out. So awesome. Awesome. And uh, I'm Ross brand one on Snapchat. So if you have any thoughts on, on this uh, blab, if you want to ask other questions, um, you want us to do this again, definitely um, snap me. Let me know if, uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, I'd like to do some other um, live stream star shows that aren't just about an interview about the person, but are, Deal with like you know issues going on and and i think you know the snapchat 2.0 update and ghost codes and there's a lot of attention right now around snapchat and austin you said you think it's going to be the the it's going to be beat out facebook as a messaging as a match messaging platform within a year i do that's, I a, that's a very bold prediction it's it's looking like it wow 
Wow. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. Um, it was a great idea of yours, and, and I, I'd love to have you on again in a few months or, you know, when there's some new developments with Snapchat and we, we roll through some questions again. Cool. I would love to be on again. I had so much fun. I hope you guys uh, like that. And if you ever have any more questions, never hesitate to reach out to me on Snapchat.